The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Good Money Moves on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell. And I'm joined, of course, with uh, Jenna Tobble, the Director of Brand and Digital Member Experience at First Alliance Credit Union and Nate Finney, Account Services Manager with First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Morning. Thank you. Go ahead, Jenna. I was just going to say for those listeners that have... um, been with us since the beginning. You might remember uh, Nate has been on the show with us before um, talking about paying off debt and kind of how to avoid debt altogether back in episodes 27 and 28. So back at almost the very beginning of when we started this. So I'm really excited to have Nate back here today to join us on the podcast. Well, thanks for joining us, Nate. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to be back. Okay. So last week we talked about making difficult financial decisions and (laughs) feeling good about them afterwards. What's the topic this week, Jenna? Yeah. So this week we're going to be talking about what is really kind of a hot topic in the world over the past few years. And that is cryptocurrency. Oh, crypto. Um, Yeah. We've never really talked about that before on the show, but it's, it's a, it's kind of a big deal if you don't know. (laughs) So, Before Nate really fills you in with all of his um, vast knowledge of cryptocurrency, I really just kind of want to give you some context about why this is an important trend to be paying attention to as a consumer or even as a business owner in some cases, right? So um, a few years ago, you know, if you had mentioned the term cryptocurrency, most people would have like imagined some kind of digital currency involving like all this underworld like banking system that's intended for like <laughs> criminal use, right? That was kind of everyone's first like, what is this idea? The dark web. Right? Yeah, the dark web, right? So spooky. Um, but now, you know, fast forward what, you know, 10 years, five years, we are now reading about it, not only in the business sections of like daily websites and financial publications, but it's really on the front page as this real currency, right? That's being accepted more widely, right? Um, There's entire news sections of certain news publications that are devoted to things like Bitcoin, which is a type of crypto, which we'll get into a little bit more later in the show here. but I think, again, I'm going to bring in my statistics because, you know, I I love those numbers, right? So, and I think this will help give some context about just how widely accepted this is becoming in the world. So cryptocurrency adoption is, is, is growing around the world, right? In the U.S., it's the second highest um, adopter of crypto with nearly 27 million users, which is roughly 8% wow. of the population. Um is using crypto in some fashion, right? Um, Whether it's to supplement what they already have going on with investments or they're using it casually for making purchases, whatever their reasons are, or they're fully invested in crypto and like that is how they run all their transactions, right? So there's a wide range of usage. Um, As of 2021, there is an estimated kind of global crypto ownership that's over 300 million users worldwide and that grows every day 
Um, so my number could be is probably outdated already since it's from 2021. Um, and over, you know, over 18,000 businesses are already accepting cryptocurrency payments, and that number also continues to grow. So again, it's just kind of showing you how quickly um, the world is accepting this new form of currency. Um, and then just to give some context as well, I, and I just found this statistic kind of interesting. 79% of crypto users are male and 21% are female. So this is definitely, guys are definitely kind of focused <laughs> more on this than females at the, at the moment, right? That at the moment, changes. okay. <laughs> yeah, 58% um, of users are under the age of 34 and they do hold at least a bachelor's degree. So they're they younger males that are well educated are the group that is really kind of gravitating towards this new form of payment. Um, so really, it's popularity among the populace, like I said, has just really grown rapidly, even if you have. Um, no intention of ever using cryptocurrency yourself, I think it's still really important to have kind of a basic level of understanding of what crypto is, kind of where it came from, and some of the terminology that's used around it, because you are going to start seeing it more and more talked about um, on the day to day. You're going to start seeing more businesses being willing to accept cryptocurrencies. Um, and there, I mean, there's even talk of how do you, how does the government regulate it? So you're going to start seeing and hearing a lot more about it. So from a, from a general person's level, you do need to have some basic level of understanding around this new form of currency and payments. And that's why I have Nate here today to really dig into this more with us. Well, fantastic. Yeah. I kind of uh, knew that crypto was here to stay when I started seeing big budget TV commercials. For the outfits yeah, that trade in crypto, so yes. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I better start paying attention. Yeah. Okay, Nate, I'm going to put you on the hot spot. Let's start from the very beginning. Okay, we can do what, that. What is cryptocurrency? Sure. So you know, cryptocurrency or crypto for short uh, is basically any kind of form of currency that exists virtually and uses cryptography to secure your transactions. Uh, so cryptocurrency is a digital payment system that doesn't really rely on the banks to verify your transactions. Um, its most common use is a peer-to-peer -peer system um, that can enable anyone anywhere to send and receive payments. Um, instead of being physical money carried around and exchanged in the real world, Cryptocurrency payments exist purely on the dig digital entries to an online database describing specific transactions. So it, it can be very um, hard to understand for some people, but, you know, to have that digital wallet is what they're kind of calling things is, is how people are, are choosing to tra transact now. So when you actually transfer cryptocurrency funds, the, the transactions are recorded in a public ledger. Um, cryptocurrency is stored in, like I said, your digital wallet on your phone or on your computer. So cryptocurrency actually received its name because it uses encryption to verify transactions. Um, that means basically that there's a lot of coding involved uh, in storing and transmitting data between the wallets and those public ledgers that we described. So um, the thing that's a little bit 
scary as the unregulation, unregulated part of that. Um, and we'll kind of get into that, but um, there's a lot of transactions that happen through cryptocurrency, so it's pretty amazing. The aim of you know encrypting um, is to provide security and safety um, for those transactions. Um, the first actual cryptocurrency was actually Bitcoin, which I think everybody's probably heard about at this time um, is, is one of those first things. It was founded in 2009 and remains the best known as of today. Uh, other common cryptocurrency uh, companies out there, Ethereum, Ethereum uh, Tether, I think there's Litecoin, Ripple, Terra. <laughs> um, and this is a scary, scary uh, figure out there, but there's actually 18,000 cryptocurrencies in the market at this time. Um, so if you can think of in 2009, we had one, and now we have 18,000. Wow, so, that raises a ton of questions. Yes. It does. <laughs> so be very careful about what cryptocurrencies you choose to buy into, because some of them may not be around in six months, is what that means. Wow. <laughs> they come and go quickly, so. <laughs> okay, so obviously it's decentralized. We have over 18,000 different types of crypto cryptocurrency and they're from what you said nate they're generally unregulated other than this public ledger where where did it originate yeah that's a good question and then it actually kind of goes back to like 1983 um, when there was a cryptographer and his name was david chong uh, he devised an anonymous cryptocurrency cryptographic <laughs> electronic money called e-cash that's a lot of words right there but he yes it is designed uh, that, that first currency um, that could be in their digital wallet. So, you know, years later in 1995, he implemented it through DigiCash, which is an early form of cryptographic electronic payments, uh, which required user software in order to withdraw notes from a bank and then designate specific encrypted keys before it can be sent to a recipient. And those digital keys or that encryption is what is the, the the appeal for people because it is a safe transaction and nobody can actually take that transaction away uh, as long as you know the sender on the other the receiver on the other side, right? Um, so that's that's a big key about that actual encryption. You know, it allows the digital currency to be untraceable also uh, by the issuing bank the government and any third party and you know i know jenna was kind of talking about you know good good things with cryptocurrency but the dark web you know that's another thing that cryptocurrency is used on so you know there are some people that use it for the wrong intentions right um so that's kind of where we get into how why isn't it not regulated i think we'll probably see things in that marketplace very soon uh to talk about regulations and and how things need to be uh, more evident to the users and to the government. You know, it's interesting you bring that up, and it, it seems kind of scary, but I read a recent article about how the $100 American bill is, outside of the United States, still the most commonly used currency by criminal enterprises. Yeah. So even with a traceable currency backed by the u.s government it doesn't mean it's 
clean by any right for any fashion or anything like that yes yeah and you if you could actually think too about the pace of these transactions too these transactions are happening so fast and so quickly to have to regulate them or to find a way to regulate them is going to be very very difficult and to know that there's so many people out in that marketplace already um I, I think it's it's going to be one of those things to to try to unravel is going to be difficult. Okay, so we all became aware of cryptocurrency when the Bitcoin came about. How did what's the background on the Bitcoin? Yeah, so the introductory of uh, Bitcoin was really a reaction to the 2008 Great Recession. Um, and it was based based upon, you know, not trusting the big banks anymore. Um, you know, when we had a lot of those mortgage, uh, the mortgage fallout and, and the recession that followed, you know, there's a lot of uneasiness with people not really trusting the banks or their credit unions anymore. Um, so an individual or a group of people going by the, the name uh, Satoshi Nakamoto uh, was actually uh, a published white paper that address that that centralized control of money and the trust required um, for cash you know so they were the first ones to really talk about you know do we trust the government do we trust them with our cash you know and really kind of talked about you know wanting to decentralize things and and have more control over their funds uh, bitcoin was actually presented as a way to transact on a peer-to-peer basis anonymously without using that third party. So uh, I know where I'm sending the funds through. I shouldn't have to deal with the government to be able to do that. You know, I, I should be able to send send funds and receive funds the way I want to um, is kind of the basis there. And then on January 3rd of 2009, the blockchain was launched when the first block called the Genesis block was mined. So. A lot of, I mean, it's almost sounds like a video game sometimes <laughs> when you kind of talk about these things, right? So they actually, he actually had launched out the first uh, Genesis blockchain of information out in 2009. Uh, the first test transaction took place about a week later. And then by 2021, over 400,000 Bitcoin transactions were processed a day. Wow. So look at that growth, right? Right. Okay, so you threw out the term blockchain, and I really look forward to learning more about what the blockchain is. Yeah. And it's one of those I've heard it mentioned before, and I still don't still don't get it. So uh, when we come back, Nate Finney with First Alliance Credit Union maybe can explain a little bit more about the blockchain when it comes to cryptocurrency. Jenna Tobble is here as well. I'm Andy Brownell, and we'll be back with more Good Money Moves in just a moment. On News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We are talking today about cryptocurrency on Good Money Moves with Jenna Tobble and Nate Finney from First Alliance Credit Union. And Nate, you threw out the terms, well, the term blockchain, but then uh, also you mentioned 
mining, and I think this is where a lot of people like myself get really confused, mining and blockchains, and maybe you can uh, <laughs> try to explain it to us. Yeah. Um, so mining is, is fun to kind of talk about. And, you know, when the Nakamoto group had initially sent out uh, their first cryptos, um, a lot of those uh, were saved on different computers. Um, and what had happened is people tried to actually go into those computers to find those initial stocks or, or pieces of that blockchain uh, because it's very, uh, it's worth a lot of money now, right, uh, for those original pieces. So you, you found people looking at laptops or, or buying other people's computers to mine to find that data that was actually saved to an actual computer. Um, so that's kind of where that mining comes in. Uh, but let's talk about blockchain. Um, it can get complicated to explain, but I'll try to keep it as basic as I can. So I appreciate crypto, that. <laughs> yeah. So crypto, cryptocurrencies run on a on a public ledger called blockchain, which is basically a record of all the transactions updated and held and held by that actual currency holder. Uh, in practice, it's a little bit like a checkbook that's distributed across countless computers around the world. So if you can imagine you know, how hard that would be to trace all those different pieces of that checkbook about amongst many computers, um, that's why it's so important that blockchain is there. So it's a protection. So you, you can never get that traced. Um, transactions are recorded in those blocks and then they're linked together um, and on a chain of previous cryptocurrency transactions. So they're actually, you know, jumping on to another transaction's information and then adding their own information at the same time. So if you can kind of imagine a book where you kind of like write down everything you spend your money on each day, each page in that book is similar to a block. And if the, and the entire book, a group of pages would be the blockchain. Uh, with a blockchain, everyone who uses cryptocurrency has their own copy of the book to create a unified transaction record. So, so it's it's all over the place then. It could be yeah, in millions yeah. of different locations. Yes, and that's continuously changing all the time. The units of cryptocurrency are created through a process called mining, which involves using a super-powered computer to solve complicated mathematical problems that actually generate those actual coins. This used to be the only way you could gain coins. However, now that the industry has grown, the amount of processing power needed to mine new coins is, is extreme and can take tremendous amounts of time to mine even a portion of a coin. So like I said, if it's going over hundreds of computers and breaking itself up in little pieces, imagine trying to find those pieces. So yeah, in order to mine, you have to put all the pieces together and that creates a coin? Correct. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I heard, you know, I heard a statistic recently that the, the group of people who are still trying to mine um, cryptocurrency coin, um, typic it, it costs, the, the computing power yeah. you need is, ex is like, like Nate said, extreme. Um, it's not, you're not going to run it off your laptop. Um, you have to have very essentially supercomputers to do 
the processing power and the mathematical equations needed to kind of uncover these coins and mine them out of out of the ether, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it used to be profitable to do it. Um, however, now if you are mining computers, anywhere from 60 to 80% of like the money you would receive from mining that coin is going into powering yeah. your computer. It's kind it's of too that, big. It's that extreme. So that that's why, you know, it used to be profitable to try to do this, but now you really almost need an entire server room of power computers to do okay. this. But that begs the question. I have a coin. Okay. I have a coin. It's online. It's uh, it doesn't physically exist. Correct. Yeah. That's so right. If you own cryptocurrency, you don't really own anything tangible. I mean, it, it is basically uh, data or information that's carried on in, in your actual mobile wallet. What you own is the key that allows you to move a record or a unit of measure from one person to another without a trusted third party. So person to person, you could send that that actual coin to somebody or you can keep it. But it's not something you'll actually physically have at any point. Okay. You know, and, go ahead. How do you determine what it, what a coin's worth? Sure. You know, it, it's out on the marketplace. Uh, it's tradable. Um, you'll see them on the NASDAQ and, and uh, Wall Street. But, you know, it's important to note, you know, that a lot of these people that are coming to the market now, um, they're kind of behind the game already, you know? So the original Bitcoins and then the cryptocurrencies that were out and people were making lots of money on, um, that was early on and I, I don't know that we'll ever have anything like that again. Um, so if you look at like one crypto coin, um, it's important to note that one crypto doesn't equal $1. Sure. For example, like one Bitcoin is equal to about 43,000 US dollars. So you're yeah. trading you're you're trading in fractions of a bitcoin when you're doing this. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and like Nate said, that number fluctuates constantly. Just like um, the dollar does. Yep, yep, and and can have some pretty volatile swings actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, that helped me a lot. So, thank you, Nate. <laughs> yeah. We we do have to take another break. So, we'll be back with more good money moves talking about cryptocurrency. On News Talk 1340, Caro CAM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, CAM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Cryptocurrency, the topic today. Nate Finney, along with Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union with us. So, Nate, how do I use this cryptocurrency? You mentioned the digital wallet. Can I just go you know, buy a can of pop or a cup of coffee with it? Or is it just... Is it just used for bigger things, the larger transactions? Sure, good question. You know, when it was first launched, Bitcoin was intended intended to be for medium, be a medium for daily transactions, making it possible to buy everything from a cup of coffee to a computer or even a big ticket item like real estate. That dream really hasn't quite materialized yet. And while the number of institutions that accepting crypto 
is growing, large transactions involving it are actually very rare. Even so, it is possible to buy a wide variety of products from e-commerce websites using crypto. Technology and e-commerce sites such as Newegg, AT&T, and Microsoft. Uh, Overstock is an e-commerce platform, was among the first sites to actually uh, accept Bitcoin. Uh, Shopify, Rakuten, and Home Depot also accept it too. Um, if you're looking for luxury goods, some luxury retailers accept crypto as a form of payment. Uh, so, for example, online luxury retailer uh, BitDials offers Rolex, is it Patek Philip, and other high-end watches in return for actual Bitcoin. So if you want to spend uh, cryptocurrency at a retailer that doesn't accept it directly, you can actually use a, a cryptocurrency uh, debit card such as BitPay in the U.S., <laughs> Wow. <laughs> okay, so that begs the question. I think this is the central question. Is it safe? Well, I'm going to play both sides and say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike, you know, government-backed money, the value of virtual currencies is driven entirely by supply and demand. Um, so that's where it can get uh, big, huge swings in the market. Um, those swings... Uh, can produce significant gains for investors or big losses. Cryptocurrency investments are subject to far less regulatory protection than any of our traditional bank products like stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Uh, so that's a little bit scary. Um, and that being said, you know, the way the blockchain works, all transactions are recorded into blocks and timestamp. It's fairly complex technical process, but the result is a digital ledger of cryptocurrency transactions that's hard for hackers to tamper with. So that actually is a little bit of a protection for us. Um, you know, if you're planning to invest in cryptocurrencies, um, there's some tips that can help make some educated choices. Um, research your exchanges, but before you invest, learn about the actual currency exchange for crypto. It's estimated that there are over 500 different exchanges to choose from. Wow. Yeah. Do the research, read your reviews, talk with more experienced investors before actually moving forward. Um, another thing is know how to store your digital currency. If you buy crypto, you have to store it. Um, you keep it in that exchange or on your digital wallet. Um, while there's... Up other different kinds of wallets each has its own benefits, technical requirements, and security. Um, so you have to research that also. As with exchanges, you should always investigate your storage choices before investing. Um, and like I said before, you know, it's a volatile market. Uh, the cryptocurrency market is highly volatile, so be prepared for ups and downs. You you need to be in it for the long haul. Because uh, otherwise, if you're somebody that's going to watch it daily, I think you'd probably make yourself go a little bit crazy. <laughs> yep. um, crypto, crypto is also is all the rage right now. But remember, it's still in its rel relative infancy stage and considerably considered highly speculative. Eh, I think it's not for me, at least not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there. Oh, wow. Hey, Nate, thanks so much. Um, I know a lot more than I did before, but I have like a quarter million questions, but they'll have to wait for another time, I guess. <laughs>
<laughs> give me a call when you need some info and I'll be ready for you. All right. Cryptocurrency. Okay. And uh, I guess, Jenna, in general, uh, maybe crypto's on the firstalliancecu.com website, but I know there's a lot of a lot of great information about good money moves. How can we find it? Yeah, so as always, I encourage our listeners to visit our website at firstalliancecu.com. You can get subscribed to our blog where we release new financial tips and advice every week. Um, of course, all the past episodes of this show are available on our website as well at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on krocnews.com. You can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Um, and of course, you know, I strongly encourage our listeners to reach out to our advisors at First Alliance Credit Union um, at any time if you have questions about how to manage your money um, because we can help you start making good money moves today. Fantastic. Thanks, Nate. And thanks, yeah. Jenna. Thank and Jenna, absolutely. we'll talk to you next week, Jenna. Absolutely. On, right here on Good Money Moves. News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.